1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 (laughs) a.m.
2: Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, October 29th. Yes, 29th. I almost said 30th. I got to really get my days uh, together. You know, it be, be good. But uh, I am Ian Glendon, and I am joined, of course, by Mr. Mike DeBate for another fantastic episode of Full Press Coverage Radio Live. Mike, how are you today? Hello.
1: No. No. La, la, la. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, my friend. It's uh, Tuesday morning, NFL trade deadline yes. day. Lots going on in the in the world of sports today. World Series, NBA, NHL, you name it. It's all going on at this time of year.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a great time of the year. I mean, we got Halloween coming up. October is, I mean, it's just a great month altogether. And and like you said, look, it's the NFL trade deadline. There's a lot going on, um, or at least <laughs> we hope there's a lot going on, and, and maybe we'll just get hoodwinked, and uh, <laughs> it'll be nothing. It'll be quiet. and be like, oh, hey, everyone, get excited for this. Nope, nothing. But no, that's, that's, that's not true. We've actually already had some trades. Uh, yesterday, the Giants acquired Leonard Williams from the Jets, which... Seems like a very Giants move, considering they had Snacks Harrison and decided to trade him in the offseason. So, you know, redundancy, of course, for the Giants, and, uh, you know, the beat goes on for them. Um, and, you know, there's obviously a lot of, you know, smoke, I guess you want to call it, uh, around a lot of these players, whether it's A.J. Green, O.J. Howard, um, you know, there, there's there, there's a lot going. So so we have a lot to talk about, Mike. So, but um, let, let's start, let's... <laughs> We'll start with Monday Night Football because uh, uh, you know, there was a game last night. You know, it was beginning. because we
1: have to, yeah. yes,
2: because we have to. We're contractually <laughs> contractually obligated to yep. at least mention it. And um, you know, there there were some things from this game that you know, obviously, I I took from it all. It uh, mostly surrounding the Dolphins and look, I <clears throat> it's tough because I, I really do think that Brian Flores is a really good coach. I mean, we we've seen him in this organization. I. I mean, I just don't – I don't want to say I don't understand what's going on with the Dolphins organization because I, I understand completely. They're trying to accumulate as many great picks as possible, and they're banking on their future that way. But I just I just hope that Flores is around to, you know, reap the benefits of potentially a a franchise-changing rebuild. And, uh, you know, obviously it doesn't look good now, but I, I just – like I said, it's just – when you watch an all-out blitz on a third and 20, I, ju- I mean, like, that's like what you're playing Madden and you accidentally call engage eight when you think you're in a cover 32, uh, or co- co- uh, cover two. <laughs> Oops. Watch with that, for um, that Freudian stuff. A cover, like a cover two uh, or, or, like, cover three formation uh, or something like that. Uh. And yeah, <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> you,
1: did not, you didn't need to cue up the sound no. bite. I would just do
2: that automatically. <laughs> I actually thought I did by accident. It sounded exactly like it.
1: Well, that's uh, good. See, I'm good. Br- <laughs> uh. See, I'm very um, good at that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll
2: we'll pretend like that didn't happen. I'll cut it out of the uh, the podcast. But yes, you know that that's what it looked like to me. And that that's uh, you know, that's not something you want to see if I'm an NFL team. So, um, I guess I guess the the biggest positive for for all fans involved was the fact that they honestly it was they got rid of the Genesis halftime show. just play the halftime show I want to get rid of it well I'm look I've been I've been saying since week 1 when I actually thought maybe Genesis might be involved cuz clearly I wasn't paying attention to what their plans were um, look they could have saved the halftime show just saying maybe I'm dating myself a little bit maybe there's not big you know Genesis fans out there Phil Collins all that stuff but I, I think it would have been better. But, look, hey, look, it, it was awful. It was just kind of an awkward, uh, promoted, uh, hey, look at this live concert that's going to be a pre recorded video or some rant. I don't know. It, it just – I mean maybe, maybe Charlie uh, Puth, 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 Puth? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce
1: his name. <laughs> Something like that. I, you know, I, I actually think- don't either. But, uh, you know, it's – Yeah, it's just one of those experiences, I guess, experiments, uh, not experiences. Well, experiences that you'd like to forget, but (laughs) it's one of those experiments that just didn't work out. You know, I mean, they try to inject life, they try to show a little bit of of a different side, but it just was not. It was quite a land of confusion, to say the least. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, no question about it. The invisible touch was not right on. There's no. You know, uh... maybe if they had
2: people that liked to dance, you know, they would that would be good to add a little flavor to it you know i like well
1: you know yeah. but most of them I can't dance, dance. <laughs> most of them can't talk the only thing about them is the way that they walk
2: okay that's it folks uh show's that's over. It. Yeah, that's we it. are we are leaving <laughs> we have we have hit our high point of the day we we can cannot... i don't know who you're we...
1: talking to everybody just clicked out i don't know i think I... we're just talking to ourselves right now after, <laughs> well, the, after I, the whole I mean, uh, yeah, at the very after least, all I'm... these genesis puns yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it
2: at the very least i'm feeding my ego and, and i surely we can't get any better than what we just said in these first five minutes so folks we're gonna call it a day have a good one yeah absolutely no, just, just kidding no we, <laughs> again once again we are contractually obligated to remain with you for you know 59 minutes and roughly 50 seconds so uh so we're gonna stick around here and uh, maybe we'll work in a few more genesis <laughs> sound ly- uh song lyrics and stuff like that. that that's what we should do one uh one episode just you know, talking all 80 song lyrics and uh see uh see if we can get by but you know that that'll be for the off season. let's let's put it that well, way.
1: well yeah we can have people we, we can have people write in and try to stump us and we can call it stump the mm-hmm. morons or something <laughs> like that you know i think that'll be good
2: yeah, that, yeah. I, I like that I, I like that a lot uh, yeah they
1: could tweet at us <laughs> ah, um. <yes. laughs> oh man what
2: what are we what are we even talking about here i i don't even know what what are we uh, football
1: i don't know football? i just I, I'm, I'm just talking I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about genesis and you know, that whole thing and i don't even know we were actually we are supposed to talk sports i guess yeah, well, I, I, i'd imagine there yeah, you know, the, the higher ups are, are telling us that we have to talk sports so i, I guess we have to do that at some point but uh um... <laughs> yeah, we'll,
2: we'll, we'll get there we'll get there no first of all before we get to sports we'll start with monday night football because um Clearly, that was an event that took place uh, with the NFL logo on it, but we all know that it was a matchup between two fake, uh, non-existent teams, as we've been told. So, uh, yeah. But <laughs> after that, that, that quick sidetracked uh, uh, Genesis uh, <laughs> conversation, um, we'll, we'll focus on the game at, at hand here, and of course, obviously, the Steelers came away with a victory uh they had now three wins on the season despite losing ben roth was burger in week two uh the dolphins of course are uh, defeated uh <laughs> zero wins and um their best chance again like i mentioned that that all-out blitz being up 14 to 3 and all of a sudden that just changed the complexion of the game and the dolphins lose uh not that i think that they didn't want to lose but it, it, it just it, it's uh it, it's it, it must be frustrating to be a dolphins fan and um You know, they obviously, they traded Kenyon Drake yesterday. Uh, That was something that was anticipated for for a little bit. You know, they held him out. They didn't even plan on bringing him on Monday, and uh, he's now an Arizona Cardinal. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what else happens with this team. So, um, I I guess to get back to my original question, I started uh, about six minutes ago. (laughs) Mike, how do you see this uh, future for this Dolphins team, and and is there any positives you can take out of any of this uh, first eight games?
1: This year? No, no. there isn't. And I'm, and I'm sorry to say it. I mean, I don't mean to be blunt and I don't mean to crush the dreams of Dolphins fans, but I think those dreams were crushed long ago. Look, this team is going to struggle this year. This team is going to struggle to put together any wins. It would not shock me to see them go all in 16. That's not because I think they're even, you know, that's not even because of it's the, by design by the tank. I just don't think there's anything left in the tank right now for the Dolphins to be able to move forward and string together some wins. We saw that last night. They put together a good quarter of football got you know got out to a lead all of a sudden it looked like well maybe they're not tanking maybe they really do want to try to win a game or two or at least save some face and then they fall flat in the second half and the steel is just completely rolled over them there is nothing really to look forward to this season if you're a dolphin fan however they have a ton of draft capital on this team. They're going to have cap space. The way they're clearing this is they're gearing for the future and not even so much next year, folks. This is two, three years down the line that this team's vision is going to start to take shape. Once they get all of these picks in place and they're able to build the team they want, then the future does look bright in uh, in Miami and by then you never know what's going to happen with the division Bill Belichick Tom Brady you don't know how that's going to work out with the New England Patriots Bill Belichick said he may coach into his 70s next year which i think uh, you know uh, you know Sent Jets Bills and Dolphins fans running for the Maylox in the bathroom there's no question about that gave them instant heartburn because all of a sudden it looks like Bill Belichick may be around to you know to be a part of of this uh, uh, you know um, rebuild quote unquote in, uh, in New England, if it does ever happen, uh, and Tom Brady also reiterated that he liked to play till he's 45 again. That's something that uh, kind of flew under the radar the last couple of days yeah, with the narrative people, people about him. People just don't being... care. They, they like the other narrative there. Well, they <laughs> like the narrative that he's going to leave and that he hates his coach, despite <laughs> yeah. of the fact that, oh, despite the fact that Tom Brady actually praised, went out of his way to praise Bill Belichick with the 300 wins, showed them uh, both in the locker room, sharing a great moment uh, together, but that they clearly hate each other. But anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off on my, that my... tangent. We're talking about the Dolphins. <laughs> well,
2: I'm, I'm hoping the Dolphins fans aren't taking it all too hard that uh they're losing in the patriots and and yes (laughs) i'm going to continue this the entire episode so try to pick up on all my genesis lyric references (laughs) um they're they're taking it all too hard and i hope they're not taking it all too hard because i do think the uh, the future can be bright i mean again you're, you're gambling on all these picks uh being able to to just come together and, and work because, again, I mean, you, you can see what the goal is or at least the plan is, uh, whether that comes – I mean, again, you can have all the draft capital in the world, and we brought it up before. You can have two first-round draft picks and go and take Brandon Whedon and uh, <laughs> you know Trent Richardson. So uh, you can screw this up royally, but uh, this, this is a team that, that's clearly got their eyes on the future, and, and maybe they were hoping that the future would – be void of bill belichick and tom brady but um you know as it stands right now at the very least it looks like Bel- belichick's going to be around and again i mean all this talk about brady possibly moving on or retiring and all this just completely ignores everything he's ever said for the last five six years so um yeah so i, I again I, I think the dolphins are clearly uh, in too deep with this rebuild and they're committed to it so they're either going to fail Fantastically, (laughs) or this is going to actually come together eventually down the road. And uh, again, like I said, I hope uh, Brian Flores is uh, there to reap the benefits if, if there are some.
1: I definitely hope so, too, because, you know, the team that we cover, obviously, is the New England Patriots, and Brian Flores did an amazing job with this defense last year, and really, uh, you've heard some of the guys say that a lot of the seeds that he planted in terms of how this defense is operating are things that he was instrumental in developing, so it's, there's definitely, you know, personal feelings involved when it comes to Ian and I. We want to see the guy do well simply because of everything that he's given to New England, but objectively brian flores is a good coach and i think he deserves to be a part of this rebuild and i think he deserves to be a part of it and, and really moving forward so i hope that that is certainly the case i definitely hope that he's able to uh, to go ahead and do that but you know for all nfl fans this is an important day my friend because as we mentioned before it's the trade deadline and the trade deadline is, is very very big because new teams will have new players and it'll be a it'll be a new beginning for a lot of these teams so tonight 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 <laughs> players will be on different teams you can definitely bet on that oh i love it i love it and uh <clears throat> look and, and that's the exciting thing uh,
2: that's that's kind of come about the last few years is that the nfl training deadline has become more of an event you know a little bit more similar to you know like the MLB trade deadline or NHL or even the NBA where where there is a lot of movement and and part of it has to do with them pushing the trade deadline back and you know again we've seen Belichick do this for years and and teams are finally starting to kind of you know follow suit because like he's he's made under the radar trades year after year and and constantly they've they've had huge impacts on on what they do in the playoffs so you know there's a lot of teams out there that are going to be desperate and you know, overpay for something and make a move that they think is going to be right. Um, There's other teams that are going to go out and underwhelm uh, their fan base at first, but then realize, hey, Landon Roberts and Kyle Van Noy are pretty damn good players. What were we thinking, complaining about that? So, uh, again, this is a fun time, and and it really separates the good teams from the bad. And and one of the bad teams, and and, and this isn't a team that's going to trade for someone that's you know, just not going to work out. This is just a team that I who knows what they're doing, and, that, and that's the Redskins. Uh, for, for weeks, they've been saying they have no intention of trading Trent Williams. They, You know, it's not going to happen. He sat out all, all year. So now yesterday, of course, they come out and say, oh, okay, well, we're actually going to listen to offers, which to me is, is a terrible, <laughs> terrible uh, negotiation uh, tactic. Um, it, it just seems like they just have no clue what they're doing, and uh I don't know. It, it To me, I, I, I just I, I feel for that fan base. Um, I just I just don't think the Redskins really have a plan. And, and you know, Trent Williams is an asset that could really net you some some good players or picks or, or what have you. And I, I feel like they're just kind of, I don't know, just putting it together at the last minute and I feel like they're it's just not going to work out for him so but that's a guy that I have my eye on in terms of just a a, a big moving uh a player a really great offensive lineman I I don't know if I'm a you know a big proponent of getting him to the Patriots I, I feel like that's a bit of a fan overreaction uh it just doesn't make sense to me I'd rather try to you know play it out with Isaiah Wynn of course if uh the Patriots know a little bit more about his condition then you know that changes things but Assuming he can come back, I, I'm not too keen on, on giving up the assets. I'm assuming it's going to take to get a, a Trent Williams, obviously, another franchise that's terrible. Uh, the Bengals, uh, uh, apparently, for whatever reason, want to hold on to A.J. Green. I don't know why the guy's going to be a free agent. He's 31 years old, and this team stinks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I had to edit myself there because, I mean, it, it, it is It is what it is. They, they stink, and why do you hold on to a player like that?
1: It's yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. I, I don't understand. It's, it's funny how all these guys that, oh, we're absolutely not available, like just a week or two weeks ago. Now, all of a sudden you're starting to hear rumors that these guys are available. It's, it's isn't it amazing that these guys absolutely? <laughs> it really, really is. It's just, it's one of those things that I don't really understand the, uh, the tactic. I guess maybe it's to try to squeeze a little bit more out of these teams, but ultimately I, I agree with you. I think Williams is going to be moved. I think, uh, I think Howard is going to be moved by Tampa Bay. I also believe that A.J. Green will eventually be moved as well. I don't necessarily think they're going to hold on to him. Um, I could be wrong. That's just my bold prediction for the day. I think A.J. Green will end up being on another team by day's end today. You mentioned Isaiah Wynn with the New England Patriots, and just to give you a little bit of background, Bill Belichick did say that Wynn is eligible to start practicing after the bye week. Obviously, New England has the big Sunday night matchup coming up against the Baltimore Ravens this week. The fact that he's eligible to come off, and Belichick specifically went out of his way to mention that, I believe that's a sign that they are looking to see what they have in Win. I think they may uh, be, uh, you know, looking for him to provide some stability on that uh, offensive line. So O line may not be a position that the Patriots target. Of course, that being said, now that I said that, expect them to go get an offensive lineman.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Well, like I said, I, I don't expect uh, a big splash like a like a Trent Williams because again, you know, the cost. The you know, I mean, at, at the same time though. You know, this this is a player that you have would have for the rest of this year and next. So, you know, <clears throat> again, it, I wouldn't rule it out. Let's just put it this way: I, I don't expect them to go get an offensive lineman, but I, I think, you know, personally, I feel like that's the the position of need for this Patriots team is offensive line. So it you know, to go out and get a guy of his ilk of his caliber is is certainly a game-changing move for a team that, that clearly needs help on that line. And Isaiah Wynn's a, a type of player who can play a little bit on, on in different positions on that line. So I'm not too concerned about, um, you know, of course you remember he didn't come into the draft as a quote-unquote left tackle. So, you know, he, he has an ability to play elsewhere on that line if, if need be. And certainly this team is... Um, you know, lacking that that depth they've had in the past at, at that position, so I, I wouldn't necessarily rule it out. And, and to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of I'm talking myself into it because I feel like that would be you know that would be your Trent Brown move. I mean, you you, you miss Trent Brown on that left side there. He was a, he was a uh, he was a force to be reckoned with. And um, you know, again, you get you be you can, if you can go out and, and for a reasonable price, go out and get a guy like Trent Williams. Um, I'm all right with that. So, yes, I just yeah. flip flopped in a matter of about five minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, the coffee's kicking in, so my, my reasoning and logic is, is starting to, to come about a little bit more.
1: Well, and look, you know, the. The appealing moves at the trade deadline and the ones that everybody loves to see are the skill positions. There's no question about it. You want to see your team acquire a top flight wide receiver or maybe a prolific running back or someone on the defensive side of the ball, a big time linebacker or a cornerback, someone that's going to be a difference maker, the name that you're going to hear every single week, the guy that you're going to be able to go out and buy the jersey for. These are the moves that people want to see. Typically with the NFL trade deadline, we don't see those types of moves. However, there has been an erosion the last couple of years that has allowed the trade deadline to become a lot bigger and a lot brighter than it has been in years past and i think that that will continue this year we've already seen a lot of high profile guys moved i think you'll see a couple today i really uh, and truly do so keep a sharp eye on that wave on that uh, trade line um it could get interesting as the day uh, uh, progresses but the offensive linemen like you said that's I think a position that the New England Patriots definitely look at, especially if they're if you're the Patriots right now, they're looking at offensive line as being one of the weak points of the team. If there is a weak point in a team that's, uh, you know, that's that, that's undefeated right now. But when you look at what this team is going to be able to bring to the table down the line, I think they're still in the mix for a position player or two, so that could be interesting as well. They may choose to see what they have in the O line and go to uh, to maybe look for either a tight end or maybe even another wide receiver. I know as crazy as that sounds, they're stockpiling them right now. But if they can pick up somebody prolific and somebody game changing, then they may not uh, hesitate to uh, to make a move on that. So keep uh, keep an eye on uh, on those. Uh, um, Keep an eye on everyone uh, reporting today because it'll, it's going to be an interesting day. Trade deadlines always are in any sport.
2: Yeah, and it's uh, four p.m. Eastern Standard Time is the actual trade deadline. So we're—I'm you know, sure—we're going to get a flurry of moves right before and shortly after that uh, deadline. And and look, the thing about this year uh, that that's so intriguing is there are so many, too many, really, bad teams in this league, and. Um, it really kind of it gives you you know pause when you when you think oh it's just going to be another boring deadline well you know again if these bad teams get their s- crap together you know maybe they're going to make the right moves or at least un- un- unload some of these players cuz there's a lot of teams that are trying especially in the NFC that that are looking for that game changing player i saw someone suggest the saints would would look at aj green and to me that would that would be deadly <laughs> for for that offense um you know, you put him up in Green Bay. You put him really with any team that that has a has a good quarterback, and you, you just imagine what he could do. Um, I, I've been on the record saying I'd be hesitant for the Patriots to go after him, just because I'm worried about the the injury concern, and of course, the price tag that I'm sure the Bengals have on him. But um, you know, it's it's look, I'm, I'm going to be paying attention right up till four, and uh, you know, it, it's I'm I'm hoping that there is a lot of honestly i love trade deadline i just i love it as as someone who loves the sport i love the action i love the 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 overreactions for the next couple of days the excitement of like oh what's going to happen when we get this new player it's going to it's going to change all of our hopes and dreams and all that stuff and it, it's fun it's fun so i guess i'll ask you what's your what's your hunch do you think aj green's get traded and what do you think is uh his uh best location uh, destination just you know just throw it out there you don't need to have any sort of insight just where do you think he might fit best if, if the Bengals actually you know get their crap together and deal him
1: yeah I do believe he will be moved I think that a lot of what uh, Cincinnati is doing is smoking mirrors right now I think they're trying to put out the narrative that they want to hold on to him simply because I think they're trying to get as much capital in return as they possibly can teams that I think might be in the mix for AJ Green you mentioned the New Orleans Saints, and that is interesting. I did read that yesterday myself, and I think that would be devastating for the rest of the NFC, uh, maybe even the NFL too. I mean, you can imagine uh, the New England Patriots' defense, as good as they've been, having difficulties trying to defend that offense in a Super Bowl. Um, if the two teams make it, there's no guarantee that either one of them will. But and you know, you take a look at you know defenses like Houston Texans now without J.J. Watt, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs' defense is, is porous as well. So. That could be very interesting if the New Orleans Saints make a push to acquire A.J. Green. Another team to watch on, and this is something where they've kind of just been rumbling in the weeds and in the mix for a lot of different trade uh, talks, but they haven't really pulled the trigger on anything yet, is the Green Bay Packers. And if you take a look at the fact that Devontae Adams has been hurt, now he's going to be coming back, but if they can add another big-time wideout to that stable, that all of a sudden makes them very interesting. If A.J. Green is dealt, and it's my gut reaction that he will be, Mm -hmm. I think it'll be to an NFC team. I don't see Cincy dealing him to an AFC team. If they do, keep a sharp eye on the Buffalo Bills. You never, ever know Mm -hmm. what they're capable of up in Buffalo. Uh, They do have a little bit of draft capital. They're a little bit back-heavy when it comes to some of the later-round picks. If they can put together a package that the Cincinnati Bengals like, they may actually do that as well, and the Bills are always looking for offensive help. Defense is not the problem in Buffalo. It's offense, and that's, I think, what's going to uh, to happen uh, with A.J. Green. I see him going to one of those teams. I don't see him coming to the New England Patriots. If you're a Patriots fan, I don't think that's the direction they're going in. My gut reaction tells me the Patriots are done with skill players, but you, you never really know. If they do, I think it'll be more for a tight end than it will be a wide receiver at this point.
2: No, I, I I think that's a good point. And uh, bringing up the bills, I, I look, they're clearly looking for someone <laughs> uh, to 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 help that offense because we know about the defense, we know how good it is. Um, they're clearly lacking a playmaker on offense, and they've also been linked to Melvin Gordon, you know, from the Chargers. So, you know, they're they're. They're certainly active, and they're in a position now where, yeah, they just lost a pretty tough game to Philadelphia. And I, you know, they're—I'm sure some fans are, you know, questioning now because, you know, hey, it's, <laughs> that sixth win is, is such a such a hard thing to get for Bills fans. I, 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 brought it up in a in a pre-show that we did previewing the uh, Eagles and the uh, Bills on Sportscaster over the weekend, and. I, I think I saw the stat and, and, and I, I should have checked it when I brought it up the other day, but I think they're now 0 17 uh, when when trying to get that sixth win in like the first like half of the season something ridiculous like that but the point is this team struggles to win more than six games and at least it takes them a while to get that sixth win and uh, this is a team that obviously it's it's you know they're five and two so you know they're not out of it quite yet but you know they're they're going to have to keep playing uh, high level football and and I just don't see that happening unless they somehow uh, get more of a game changer on offense or at least something to help that team out because again they're they're limited in that sense uh, adding AJ Green or Melvin Gordon I think helps uh, tremendously but we'll see because again you still have Josh Allen you got to figure out whether or not he's going to be able to take that next step forward so.
1: Well, it will be, and for you know, for Buffalo fans right now, I think that they're hoping that someone comes in and gives a little bit of a spark to this offense. It's almost like they're playing a game of hold on my heart. you know, I think they're uh, they're really trying to... <laughs> yeah. oh man. <laughs> I, I almost got through that with a uh, straight a, face. I almost did. Oh my it's, god! It's okay.
2: We're 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 getting better at this for a uh, impromptu. Uh, fit as many Genesis songs uh, within your normal speak. Uh, we're, doing your well. I, we're doing pretty I, good. With this, we're doing pretty good. I think we're th- honestly th- up a lot to like of them.
1: seven or eight. <laughs> I was going to say we're doing pretty good about getting these in there. We're taking like it all too hard and yeah. too deep. Yeah. You know, we're 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 dropping these in pretty Looking good. For so you know, it's. I, yep. You know, exactly. I, I yep. even paused on yep. That, yep. One that one because you know I, we haven't even used get them out by Friday yet. I, well, I I've, been, uh, I've, I've been trying I'm...
2: to, but the trade deadline oh, is
1: on Tuesday, <laughs> so
2: I've honestly been trying to figure out how to work that in there. But um,
1: oh man! But I'm glad
2: we're on the you know on the same page there. Uh, once again, just yeah. just further proves that we share one half of a brain, or no? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, yep. we each have a half a brain that just happens. To... Okay, clearly, I'm I'm furthering. I'm furthering the evidence that we do only have
1: half a brain by my <laughs> inability yeah, to I think speak that's, clearly. Yeah, so. I think instead of sharing a brain, I think it's, it's safe to say that we, the two of us between us have one functional brain, do have working brains. So <clears throat> and, and
2: clearly it's the yeah. one that, that holds all the 80s uh, song titled knowledge. So <laughs> I'm at least happy for that because if I, if I didn't have that, I, I wouldn't know what to do.
1: Yeah, I know. I'd, really. ha- I'd
2: have no reply at all to anything you say.
1: Just like that. Yeah, just, like that. <laughs> just like that. I was waiting to see how long I could keep that going, and then yeah. I just dropped that in there. So that's good. Oh man, oh, Tuesday can't... morning trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. We're it. frustrating. We're frustrating our <laughs> listeners very deeply. Yes.
2: Like I said, we're 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 uh we've we've clearly gone off the deep end here when it comes to uh <laughs> I mean, I I'm pretty sure we've we've just listed every single uh Genesis top hit of the last uh, uh forty years. So I, I, I think and it's only been a half hour of the show. So let's let's refocus ourselves. Let's 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 get back on task here because Tuesdays are days that we usually give our top five teams. So so maybe we'll do that before we, we transition away from uh all this uh <laughs> genesis time. yeah i think we so, should we, we have to get yeah, back to the let, business at hand yeah there's yeah, yeah let's let's let, let's focus we have a job at hand we we got a job to do we got to tell these people what we think and then how and we got to tell them how to think so
1: um <laughs> so here we go we have to tell them what to think and yes. We have to tell them how to think exactly okay. exactly that's all right that might be my answer. i'm not touching that <laughs> i'm not <laughs> touching that right now um, all
2: right let's go let's go so we're each going to give our top five teams, as we do every Tuesday, uh, although I don't think we did it last Tuesday. We only did it on the first Tuesday, but from this point on, we're, it's, it's every Tuesday, and uh, I will start. So, number five, we were just talking about them and the potential that they could make a move. I got the Green Bay Packers. Yes, they're 7-1. and one. Yes, they have uh, the most physically gifted thrower of the football ever. Uh, he's, he's football Jesus, all that stuff, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, look as much as I'll sit here and knock Aaron Rodgers and kind of diffuse a lot of this, like over the top praise for the guy, the Packers team is pretty good. Um, their defense is it's, it's okay. It's, it's not great. It's not, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think their offense is pretty good. I, I, you know, I'll be interested to see what happens when they, when they play teams that, that actually know how to cover, uh, receivers. Um, and, and by cover receivers, I mean, get within like 10 feet of them. Um, that that little shuttle pass uh, that yeah, Aaron Jones took that house for sixty five yards. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> the defenders just weren't even close. So, so for the, if so, in that sense, for number five, I got the Packers. Who do you got, Mike?
1: My number five checks in the Seattle Seahawks hey. at six and two, and I believe that that team may, that might be a little bit of a low ranking at this point, but I do believe that Seattle is a team that's on the rise, and I believe that they'll create back up a little bit uh, at this point but based on what we saw over the over the other weekend i like the way that seattle bounced back from a uh from a loss the previous week that's why i have them at number five as opposed to putting them a little bit higher interesting to watch though justin Britt out with a knee injury their center uh joey hunt is going to be coming in and needs to anchor that offensive line the o-line has been great about giving russell wilson protection and time to be able to throw the football and run with it and his play has elevated as a result of that keep a sharp eye on Joey Hunt and whether or not he's going to be able to shoulder the load on that offensive line because I think that's going to be telltale to how the Seattle Seahawks are going to be able to either move up or stay exactly where they are I don't see a decline there I think this team is too good for that but they may be able to even uh, accelerate a little bit if, if Hunt's able to do that and uh, Wilson gets more comfortable each week in doing what he has to do. So I have the Seattle Seahawks checking in at my number five. Yeah. And,
2: and I'm right. I mean, we're, we're kind of on the same track here because my number four team is the Seattle Seahawks. And and again, I I think a lot of that has to do with, with how I feel about Russell Wilson. I do think he's the MVP front runner. I I think out of a lot of these quarterbacks that people are trying to hype up, I think he's better than most of them, if not, you know, a majority of them. Um, so I have a lot of faith in the Seahawks team, and again, I, I I do put a lot of stock in teams that have been there and done that, especially when you have the same coach, quarterback, and and you know guys like Bobby Wagner still in the mix. So <clears throat> I like what this team's doing. I, I I you know I think they have a you know a tall order having to play the Forty ers twice, but uh, that's that's it's. <laughs> It's going to be a fun race for that uh, NFC West title. And, um, you know, the Seahawks are certainly right in that mix. So my number four team is the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Well, we're inverted again. My number four is the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) And at 7-1, it was difficult for me to justify putting them in the five slot as opposed to the four. But I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched when it comes to the NFC. Look, the Achilles heel right now for the Green Bay Packers, believe it or not, is secondary play. They do have some... um, explosive pass plays that they've allowed that's the key to being able to get this defense on its heel keep in mind Kevin King is their cornerback he's coming back from an injury I like to see him maybe take a step up and be able to get in the mix a little bit more defend against some of these big pass plays if they can do that Green Bay has themselves in the mix for or being one of the better teams, if not the best team in the NFC. So I think they have a little bit of a ways to go. I still think they're a step behind a team that we'll probably both be talking about in just a little bit. But in any case, uh, my number four is the Green Bay Packers right now at seven and one.
2: Yeah, and, and look, I mean, you you can like you said, I mean, you you couldn't go wrong flip flopping these teams, and and you know maybe again, like I said, my my favoritism towards the Seahawks, and again. Russell Wilson in particular, I think gave to me the edge to the Seahawks. But again, I, I, I put in these teams at either of those positions is, is pretty, uh, it doesn't matter to me. I, cause I, again, I, oh, think, agreed. I, I think the three teams, again, I, I don't think there's going to be much variance in our next three teams because I think it's yeah. pretty clear who the three best teams in the league are right now. So, uh, my number three team is, uh, Drew Brees and the Saints. Um, uh, obviously Brees came back last week, looked, looked pretty good. Um, you know, pretty much doing what he did, you know, before he left, it's it's, it's Drew Breeze, you know, at home, you know, you pretty much know what you're going to expect. Um, the, as a team, you know, they look as good as any. Uh, they have a great defense. They play great at home, and that's something that obviously is of a great advantage to them, especially if they get home field in the playoffs because then they— spend the entire well actually no the super bowl is in miami so it's not going to be in a zone in miami but you get what i'm saying like they're going to spend a lot of time inside the with controlled environment um so i like the saints at number three and you know especially if they go out and get a guy like aj green you know they, they can only go up just unfortunately i think the two teams ahead of them are are still better so who's your number three team
1: my number three team is the New Orleans Saints. And again, I think that uh, you know we're like-minded when it comes to that, but with good cause. Mm-hmm. And I think with the return of Drew Brees, anybody that was a little bit concerned that he might be rusty, that he might not have his stuff, that he might not be as effective as Teddy Bridgewater had been, well, those rumors were put to rest. He looked pretty solid on Sunday. And a guy that I think is going to benefit dramatically from having Drew Brees in the lineup is Jared Cook. Now, Cook has been out a couple of games. He's had the uh, uh, the knee injury. He's been battling back from that. Uh, ankle injury. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong report. He had an ankle injury that he's been nursing last couple of games without any question. Week five and week six, he's missed. But he's due to come back. He's he's definitely going to be back in that lineup. And I think having someone like a Jared Cook in that lineup that's able to be a big target, someone that Drew Brees can rely on for some of those short yardage gains, that's going to be a big key for them. So I look for the Saints to. Remain in the in uh, one of the top spots in the NFC uh, throughout the season. I just think they're very good on offense, very good on defense. And you hit the nail right on the head, my friend. But I'm It's um, <laughs> only Genesis it, had a song titled like that. That, that would be perfect. I, know. <laughs> I kept looking for it. I kept looking for it, but I get, because One of, those most early of the ones tracks. that we've mentioned, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Most of the ones that we've mentioned are, have already, you know, been mentioned. But yeah, uh, yeah in, in any case, uh, it, that will be a game changer if New Orleans is able to add a big time playmaker on that offense uh, look out that could, things could get, start to get really interesting in the NFC if that happens.
2: No, and, and, and exactly. And we, we saw obviously the Saints really show us who they are with Drew Brees out. Of, of course, again, Teddy Bridgewater is, is better than <laughs> pretty much every backup. I mean, it, the guy's a f- former first round pick. So, we're, you know, we're not just talking about anyone out there. So they did have a, a good quarterback. It's just, I don't think any of us expected them to go undefeated in that stretch. And, uh, You know, there's going to be things that you want to see from Drew Brees. Again, you know, what happened at the end of last year is still relevant. It's still something that uh, you want to see play out. But, you know, this at the end of the day could be something that really helps him because he is a 40-year-old quarterback that now all of a sudden is playing a shortened season. And, uh, look, we saw Tom Brady miss four games and come out and play probably the best football of his life for 12 games. And, you know, he looked fresh towards the end. And maybe this is something that helps Drew Brees because we saw him last year you know, falter down the, you know, down the stretch. And then of course, you know, kind of play not up to snuff for what he usually plays. And, uh, you know, this is something now it's like he's basically, he's fresh, ready to go. His legs are good. I mean, he didn't have shoulder surgery. He didn't have knee surgery. I mean, he's been able to do all the things he's been able to keep in shape. Um, He just hasn't been able to throw football until recently. So it's going to be exciting to see what they do. So moving on, my number two team. Not surprisingly, is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, we talked about them yesterday. Well, you know what more can you say? Uh, defense is incredible. The offense does the job, and I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to fit in quite nicely with that team and, and how they run things. And uh, you know, anytime you can give Kyle Shanahan an extra weapon like that to, to toy around with, I think you're in pretty good shape. So, um, as good as I think the Seahawks and, and the Saints are, and, and those teams. The 49ers are better, and 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 again, I mean, talk about their schedule all you want, and and oh, they they haven't played this. I mean, they've played some pretty good teams too. Uh, they've played some bad teams, but you know they're dominating, similar to what you know our number one team is going to be. And I, I just don't see it. I mean, we're halfway through the season. You know, there's there's some validity to that, and uh, I, I give them all the credit in the world right now. So they're they're my second best team. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, definitely and I go uh, this is unbelievable I mean we're just we're like-minded so <laughs> like-minded we're playing a game of follow you follow me here folks and uh yeah but I told you I had one more up my sleeve I told you I had one more up my sleeve it's, now it's a shame that home by the sea is not home by the bay because that I, really would have fit in well here but unfortunately not you still the said case. it though so it I still, still said works. it so you know what you get a half a point for that yeah I get uh, I get a half a point for that I guess but um now the San Francisco 49ers in all seriousness um, are the number two team in the league right now without question. Some may make the argument that they might be the number one team in the league. I don't think that is the case, but the legitimate claim can be made simply because those two teams are undefeated. San Francisco has a tremendous running game, a lockdown defense. They're playing at a high level right now, and you can't argue with what they've been able to do. Credit Kyle Shanahan for bringing that team together, uh, really looking solid on both sides of the ball. The additions that they've made in the offseason seem to be the catalyst for big, big things in San Francisco. So until someone knocks them off, you have to give them the number one spot in that conference simply because of the fact that they're playing so well and at such a high level. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are nipping at their heels a little bit, and if San Francisco does suffer a loss here within the next few weeks, that could start to get interesting in terms of the power rankings of how you see the 49ers and the Saints, but right now, you got to go with the 49ers at number two. Yeah, and
2: and and look, we're, we're, we're going to agree pretty much point for point on this one, and I'm going to... Uh... Again, like I said, I mean, we, our top three teams aren't going to be that it, be different at all, and I think we knew that coming in. And I, I think a lot of people will have these three teams as the top teams, but I am going to drive the last spike into this power rankings for Week Nine and say the New England Patriots are the best team in the league. And I don't care what you say. Oh, they haven't played anyone. They their offense is quote unquote terrible, which I've I've heard, which is ridiculous and 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 very silly to to be uh to be quite honest but um like this this team are they're they are the defending Stan- uh, <laughs> stanley cup champions i'm thinking about my bruins podcast tomorrow um they are the defending super bowl champions uh they're undefeated they're eight no i mean even san francisco is only seven and oh so if you want to you know split hairs there you go <laughs> like the, the the patriots are just uh, I, I think a, a notch above the rest and uh, this is a team that can still get much better. Not only through the trade deadline, but just through uh, health of some of their players, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to you and say I'm guessing you probably have the Patriots number one.
1: Uh, you'd be guessing correctly, yeah. Oh, there's good. there's no question about that. Uh, and look, the New England Patriots sit at eight zero. They are the they are the best team in the league, folks. And I know a lot of people want to look for any reason, any crack in the armor to find. The opportunity to negate what they've been doing or lessen what they've been doing. But look, they are solid in all three phases of the game. Offense, defense, special teams. Yes, this team's identity this year has been primarily defensive. Nobody's arguing that point. They have a formidable front seven. They have a great linebacking core and their secondary is playing lockdown football, but they are as efficient as you would expect the team in this position to be on offense. It amazes me that people will sit there and say that this is a terrible offense. It is not a terrible offense. Look at the points they're putting up. Are there's, is there room for improvement on this offense? Absolutely. There's no question about it. Tom Brady does find himself under pressure more often than not. The offensive line is having difficulty maybe throwing blocks here and there to be able to get him the time that he needs. However, there are times when they have looked good, and Brady's had the time he needs to be able to complete. He's also very adept, meaning Tom Brady is very adept at being able to move around in the pocket. We saw that on uh, Sunday. Slift, you know, The shift's right. Shift left, slight right, and then hit Julian Edelman with a dart for a 14-yard touchdown. The guy still has the ability to make those throws. And special teams, you can never, ever take a special teams play off with the New England Patriots. They will make you pay for it. We've seen special team touchdowns this year for the team. That's something that's a part of the culture here in New England with Bill Belichick um to me i think they're a clear cut number one there's no question about it and as good as jimmy garoppolo and the san francisco 49ers have been tom brady is still the king of the hill he's looking at it and saying you know what jimmy you're playing well but you're still no son of mine i'm still the king of the hill and i'm still gonna go at it
2: yeah and 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 that's the thing it's like as much as people don't want to admit it you know you just got to deal with it they are the best team in the league and um a team that's not one of the best teams in the league, the uh, New York Jets, and we're we're gonna we're gonna transition here, I guess, to a little bit more trade deadline talk because um, it, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do because they uh, the Jets, of course, obviously, like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, traded Leonard Williams uh, to the Giants, which again, from the Giants' perspective, I, I don't understand it because you know they they just traded Snack, Snacks Harrison and that's essentially the same player, a little bit younger, but you know hey whatever it's Giants gonna Giants, um. The Jets, they, they have a, a pretty interesting uh, number of assets, and, and, and mo- more specifically, they have Robbie Anderson, who I think can be a nice acquisition for, for a contending team, a team like you know the Saints or, or the the Packers in, in particular. Um, and he's a guy that I feel like has kind of flown under the radar a little bit because everyone's talking about A.J. Green or, you know, now that we're at trade deadline day, I mean, I've even heard Mike Evans, which... I mean, if Tampa Bay traded Mike, I, I that would, I, I would be floored <laughs> if they decided to move on from Mike Evans. So I think we're we're hitting that ridiculous uh, peak of trade deadline day where any name that you can think of that you know is on a team that's possibly doing poorly, uh, they're going to get thrown out there. So, uh, but back to the point, Robbie Anderson, I think is is. Could be a very good pickup for a team, especially in the NFC. I don't see the Jets uh, doing anything within the division in particular, or at least with any immediately close to uh, AFC team. So, uh, do you have any uh, gut reaction, or what do you think? Uh, who actually? No, you know what? I'll ask you this: Who do you think might be the best fit for a guy like Robbie Anderson? Because we know he has talent.
1: You know, it's just oh yeah, no question about it. Robbie Anderson is a very talented wide receiver, and you've seen flashes mm-hmm. of that this season. Um, The teams that could benefit most from him are teams that are probably not going to acquire him and meaning teams like the Buffalo Bills or the New England Patriots that could use a wide Mm -hmm. receiver of his caliber. The Jets are not going to make that move. I mean, regardless of what, whether or not they can get gap, draft pa- uh, capital in return, that's not going to happen. Look how long it took the New England Patriots to complete a trade with the New York Jets. It took 20 years <laughs> since Bill Belichick came here. So you know these two teams do not have a good rapport in the front offices uh, without any question. There are always, always opportunities out there. I mean, we mentioned the New Orleans Saints earlier in a pursuit of A.J. Green. If that doesn't end up being anything that can come to fruition, maybe they pick up the phone and ask the Jets about a guy like Robbie Anderson. He would be a very good fit in that offense, determining what they do. Um, Seattle is a team that could be looking to maybe add a piece here and there. Uh, We've seen San Francisco, I think, acquire Emmanuel Sanders. Would they be in in the, uh, the market for another wide receiver? I'm not so sure. There's a lot of cap implications. And a lot of just capital in terms of what they can offer uh, to get a guy like that. But those are some of the teams that are out there right now that are going to be looking to be buyers today, simply because they're trying to beef up and make their best effort to uh, win not only a division title, but a conference title. So I would say if if Anderson is moved, I I do believe it would probably be to an NFC team, but there are teams right now in the AFC as well. Don't discount the Oakland Raiders in this as well. The Oakland Raiders are a team that is not too far away from being able to string together something special. It seems like they're missing that one piece on offense that could bring things together and start to make things interesting in the AFC West. If they make a push, the Oakland Raiders could be in the market for a wide receiver, that could be a, a very good fit for them as well. So they may be a sleeper team to watch today. They may actually come away with someone that you never imagined they would.
2: Well, look, and that's a great point too, because I, I cause we've obviously talked about uh, what could happen with Josh Gordon. And I, I think for me, I, I looked at the Raiders as, you know, if Gordon happened to hit waivers, there was no doubt in my mind that they would probably try to claim him. And, and there's no secret that they're trying to acquire a wide receiver. You know, obviously – we all know, we all know the story. Obviously, they, they got Antonio Brown, didn't work out. Patriots, blah blah blah. blah. Um,
0: <laughs> so now
2: you know. Again, this is a team that, despite uh, the the reputation that it had going into it, they're they're a pretty decent team that's actually dealt with some horrible, horrible luck. Um, obviously, losing Antonio Brown, you think about uh, what he potentially could have looked like in this offense, and you're thinking, okay, this this Oakland offense would be pretty good. I mean, you know, Derek, Derek Carr is, you know, he is who he is, but you put enough of talent around him. I think he can do well. I mean, it's, it's not too long ago that he was, you know, a candidate for MVP. So we know he's capable of, of playing some good football. Uh, and then you, you think, you know, for what whatever you think about Vontes perfect. You know, that was a, that was a big time player for that defense and uh you know, he had a huge impact on that team in terms of on the football field and and of course, you know, ultimately it landed him in in uh <laughs> in NFL jail, but uh you know, that that's unfortunate. And they've dealt with uh, you know several other injuries, but yet they're still kind of just kicking around in a in a division that's really not that you know, secure. I mean, obviously Kansas City leads that division, but they're five and three. Uh, Patrick Mahomes obviously missed last week, but you know, for a team that can't win a home game, as as a team that had a reputation of being a home, you know, warrior type team, that, that's con- excuse me, that's concerning to me for the Chiefs. Uh, I, I just don't, I, I I just don't see how you can be a really good team and lose this much at home, regardless of whether or not you had Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they still lost. Two in a row at home with Patrick Mahomes, so you know this isn't just a Matt Moore thing. This is a you know a Chiefs problem. So for the Raiders, I mean, the opportunity is there for them to 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 maybe sneak in and steal this division if they can string some some games together. And, and again, you you add a offensive weapon to this team. You know, that's, I, I like that a lot, actually, I really do. And, um, you know, I I brought up Josh Gordon, I, I wouldn't even rule that out either, because I think we all anticipate he will be a free agent here in a few weeks once he gets released once he's, you know, quote unquote healthy. So, you know, he could be an option for teams like Oakland, who maybe strike out at the deadline, but uh, still are looking for that receiver.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it is almost a foregone conclusion. Karen Garigian of the uh, uh, Boston Herald reported uh, that it is almost – you know, a given that within one to two weeks when Gordon is declared healthy, he will reach an injury settlement. The Patriots will, uh, you know, release him and he'll be out there for a team to claim on waivers. And Oakland, I do believe, will be very interested in doing so. Um, at the same time, I think they might be a little bit active today. So keep your eye on the Oakland Raiders, folks. That's an interesting team to be watching today uh, as we head toward 4 p.m. in the trading deadline.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm going to be sitting here watching and... Uh... Seeing if anything ridiculous happens because hey, it just gives us more material for tomorrow. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can do like wham songs tomorrow. We get you know, keep keep on the uh, the eighties uh, <laughs> theme theme, but that that, oh, might, yeah. that might be a little little bit more uh, difficult. I don't know how we can. Uh,
1: how many Wham! songs were there? I mean, <laughs> I were there, were there <laughs> well, that many? That that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and, like, the,
2: the two that people know, it's like, I I don't know how uh, seamlessly I can fit Jitterbug um, or Wake Me Up. Oh, actually, no, I guess I could do Wake, you yeah, know, Wake, oh, yeah. I c- I could do that. Wake me up before
1: you go go. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I think that that could that could be good for uh, trade deadline uh, fodder.
1: Was Carol? Was careless whisper? Uh, was that that, that was Wham, Ge- or was no, that George that was just, Michael yeah, solo? Was that, 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 that
2: was a that was a George Michael solo? Although I would uh, that was I would George accept it. Solo. Yeah, yeah, I would I would accept that as a uh, as a uh, <laughs> part of that game because clearly we didn't come up with this. We we we've just decided to use our useless '80s music knowledge to uh, you know <laughs> just filter into our show, because it's obviously killed some time, and hopefully, you know, brought some laughs to some people, or like you mentioned at the top of the show, maybe a lot of people just tuned out immediately. Who knows? We'll find out. I'll check the numbers when we're off the air here in
1: about seven minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll report the numbers tomorrow, and I'm sure they're going to be dismal. Not just kidding.
2: Yeah. It's like,
1: wow, there is a there is a noticeable drop five minutes into the show. <laughs> just
2: everyone. We actually have negative listeners starting at eight oh six. So, um, and that is coincidentally right after the first Genesis song reference, and uh, That's throwing right, it all yeah. the way. But you know. It, and talk about regerts, uh, regrets, regrets. Uh, one thing I, I wish, and I, I, I'm kicking myself for it, because I actually do have the soundbite, and I played it earlier. Um, you know, we're talking, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and I didn't use "throwing it all away." <laughs> like, ah, see, a like, missed opportunity. I know. Well, but- it, it and that's, that's what kills me is like, that's what I'll focus on. Not the, not the 15 songs that we've managed to filter in, in this, you know, 53 minutes that we've been on the air. That's, that's impressive, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to lay a night, you know, lay awake at night. Just, just thinking about the, the missed opportunity here.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things, man, where you have, you, you have it queued up, all ready to go at a moment's notice whenever you need it. So now, you know, and now it's at the ready. So, you know, Keep keep that there. You'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be all right. Might be a sleepless <laughs> night or two, but you'll recover from it. I'm whoa, sure. whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, we haven't we haven't got into strictly George Michael yet. So relax. Save that for our Wednesday show. <laughs> 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 I mean, if you it, okay, if you if you if you wanna if you wanna throw a Peter Gabriel song out there, I'm okay with that because there's there's a there's obviously Genesis. There, there's a link there. Okay, yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm good with that. So.
1: Hey, 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 hey! hey. Don't hit me with the sledgehammer here. I think we're we're, we're 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 starting we're starting to get a little bit better of a rapport, you know. It's uh, you know in your eyes it might be a little bit Whoa. different, but in mine I assure you it's a little uh, it's it's a little bit better. Clearly, clearly, Mike is a huge Peter Gabriel fan, and I
2: look, I I don't blame him. You know, that's that's uh. You know, I, I got, I got. Now I
1: just have such a fountain of useless '80s music knowledge that it just, it all comes out. It's, it's like, you know, it, it really is unbelievable. The, the one thing that I will cringe though is if I look outside my window and I see Ian standing there with a bone box. That may, that may, uh, we, we may have to end FBC Radio Live at that point. Well, so, I, you know? I
2: figured, I figured that would be the next time we, we, that'll be our next intro. We'll, we'll do a live on location and uh, on location from Mike's front lawn, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the South Park the uh when he was like yeah just go play Peter Gabriel when <laughs> he goes and play Shock the Monkey <laughs> Shock the Monkey <laughs> Yep Sorry I don't have a sound. Oh but, so you're going to have to live with my uh, c- uh cracking voice right now singing that so um <laughs> thankfully Thankfully for all you out there, we only have five minutes left, so we cannot, we cannot (laughs) uh, sit here and continue to (laughs) ruin your ears for the rest of the day. So uh, real quick, uh, before we sign off here, game six of the world series tonight, obviously, you know, we, we, we've, we spent minimal time on the world series, unfortunately, but we, we do only have an hour. And and again, the NFL has, has dominated headlines here over the course of uh, (laughs) the existence of this show. Uh, so what? What's your gut feeling? I know you said you, Astros are going to win this World Series. Do you think um, Zach Grinke and the Nationals can can uh, force a Game Seven tonight?
1: I think the Nationals to force a Game Seven tonight. I, I you know, call me a little bit when it comes to that. But I I said this one was going seven from the beginning, and I believe that's going to be the case. Uh, I think they have a little bit more fight left in them. I can't see them being you know, swept out of the water after taking the first two games. I think they come back tonight. I think Strasburg has the ability to be able to pitch a big game. Now, we know I know mean, Verlander sorry. does as well, <laughs> but he's been... No, it's okay. That's fine. I knew what you meant. But uh, um, Strasburg, Verlander does have the ability to pitch in big games as well. We've seen it, but he has not been... The Justin Verlander of old in this postseason, we've seen him get hit hard a couple of times. The Yankees got to him. uh, The Nationals got to him. So I believe that's going to be a little bit more of the same. And I do think this one ends up going seven games.
2: Yeah, and look, uh, I'm going to go just because I did pick the Nationals to win, although I didn't think they could win in seven. You know, I feel like their offense is going to turn it on again, and you know, get to Verlander for a second time this series, and in their back pocket, they have the potential to have a Max Scherzer go for Game Seven. So, um, yeah, I, I I think there's a possibility, and I I think you know you can't throw out the uh, the fact that all these teams have won away from their home field, so so perhaps that's a factor. And and again, you know, it's it's this series has been really good, and I think the Nationals have some fight. Uh, left in them. And, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see. And, and again, you need that big performance from Steven Strasburg, a guy who's been a national for life. Um, he, you know, he's of the, of the Ryan Zimmerman ilk, you know, he's one of those guys that just, you know, the, the, you identify with the nationals and, uh, you know, if he can go out and give you, give you a big performance and you, you're fortunate enough to get Max Scherzer back, anything can happen in game seven because, you know, we we know who Scherzer is. It's just you know, obviously his scratch from from the pain, and I, I can't remember what it was, or I didn't see exactly what it was. But uh, when you're when you're in so much pain that you can't pitch in a big time playoff game, you know that the guy's hurting. So, you know, hopefully he can get it together and be ready to go for a game seven, if that is the case.
1: Yeah, and and I hope so for uh, uh, for Nationals fans' sake, because this one going for seven uh, would be a great great opportunity for all baseball
2: fans. Absolutely, absolutely. And with that said. We are we are approaching about 90 seconds left on the show, and uh, you know we, we, we had a lot of fun today. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we, we have fun every m- morning, but again, you know when you have an uh, impromptu uh, uh, a song title battle, it's it's uh, it always adds a little extra flavor to it. And uh, I did get the last laugh and got the last song lyric in naturally in that in my last spiel. So it um, <laughs> it on again. Uh, so anyways, we, we will be back tomorrow. Obviously, it's Wednesday. We're here Monday through Friday. 8 a.m., 9 a.m., replays at 2 o'clock. Uh, if you want to check out the show on Twitter, it's at FPC Radio Live. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at IGLEN31. Uh, he's Mike DeBate. It's at MDABATEFPC. And, uh, of course, follow at Full Press Radio for all your great uh, shows and programming that we have on the network, uh, including Snowman in the Morning, which is coming up in about 60 seconds, where, where Brian's going to take you down a journey of great sports talk, and I'm sure he's going to hit a lot more on this uh World Series and in, in the start of the basketball season, indeed. So, with that said, Mike, I look forward to tomorrow and whatever '80s uh, uh, band uh, song titles we can come up with. And uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be fun. Let's just say that. So, until then, we will see you all tomorrow, bright and early, 8 a.m. And uh, have a great day, folks. And uh, don't do go, don't go too crazy with this trade deadline. Have a great day.
0: So long, losers. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Fulbright prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.